This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little... Or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. And it's his birthday and all of a sudden I get a text message and it's a picture of him with the kids and um, my twins had baked him a birthday cake. Oh my God, my heart like just stopped right now. And he's like holding the cake and they're all smiling and and, and the intention of the picture I think was to be like, look, how, like, oh, they made me this a cake. Is so this, sweet. Was, this is so sweet. This mm-hmm. like, like, oh, this is so fun. And look, we're so happy. And like, I want you to be a part of this. Like, I think that was the intention behind the photo. But I just remember when the picture came through and it makes me emotional now, but I remember it coming through and, and all I could think of is like all the things I wasn't in that moment, right? Yeah. It was like, I'm not there. I didn't make the cake. Like, I'm not happy. They're all happy. I'm not happy.
Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am here with Chelsea Christensen. Chelsea, I am so excited to have you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So I was on your podcast and had so much fun. I love your energy and just like just that authenticity. And so I was excited to bring you on to the podcast. And also, I want to go ahead and get to know, well, I already know you, but I want the audience to get to know you. So can you please share your story? Yeah, for sure. So I am a wife. Uh, I've almost, let's see, I've almost been married for 19 years. We also dated for four years before we got married. So (laughs) basically, I mean, and I'm turning 40 at the end of the year. So you look good, girl. You don't look a day over 21. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, I. I've spent my entire life with him, you know, I mean, really, it's been a a really long time, but we have four kids. We have twin girls that are 16, another girl that is 14 and an only boy that is 11. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a lot going on in our house. We also have two dogs. Um, You know, dogs are part of our (laughs) part of, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if my husband would consider them part of our family, (laughs) but me and the kids absolutely do. So, um, but I mean, I... So I have been an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, I always say that, you know, alongside growing businesses, I was growing babies. So they've kind of like worked hand in hand together. Uh, My husband is an owner in his own company. Uh, He's a civil engineer. But I've had my hands on a lot of different things, but it's been a really cool process to watch each of those steps kind of turn into the next steps. Yes. Uh, Just, uh, you know, in addition to like, everything, nothing's made sense, but everything has worked out exactly as it should. You know, I'm like, yeah. it's, it's interesting to look back and you see all the decisions that you make because they feel like the right choices. And then, but you don't really actually know where those decisions are leading you, but it's been really cool to look back and kind of connect dots backwards. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I, am, I got a lot on my plate, but also I've learned how to use my resources in hiring more employees and mm-hmm. like, letting some things go and not having to have, you know, ultimate control or, uh, but, but it's fun. Like it's, we, I, I live a really great life. Yeah. I love it. One of the things that I appreciate you saying is not knowing what the step is, but no, like when you look back, looking at those steps being clear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing, you know, for me, I've always thought, um, and it was actually something I was talking, um, about with one of my friends this past weekend, like I've been so laser focused on there, ha- there has to be a formula. There mm-hmm. has to be a formula on what this next mm-hmm. step looks like. And I noticed in other areas of my life, when I let go of the idea of there being a formula and just really being kind of submissive and just being open to the process, being willing, right? Mm-hmm. everything has gone smoothly way better than I could have ever imagined. And I've noticed like, there's been like, you know, for me with regards to business, it's like, there has to be a formula. There has to be a formula and trying to figure out what that formula and driving myself crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and now being in this, you know, this different place where it's being open to the idea of it not looking the way I thought it would look or mm-hmm. trying to orchestrate in any way. And so with you being an entrepreneur, being married, you know, having the kids, the dog, everything, tell me about your process. 
you know, as a high achieving woman, has it always looked this perfect or I shouldn't say perfect. Has it always yeah, been? I'm like, I would not right? say it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me retract a little. Yeah. Has it always been this good or has there been a struggle? Mm-hmm. Let me give you a quick example. I know for me, um, with being a wife, I thought it had to look a certain way. So there was like baseboards were done, um, mm-hmm. like cleaned, you know, I'm scrubbing the floor. I thought it had to be a, a, a certain way. But what I realized is it, it can't be that way. And there was a part of a grieving period with who mm-hmm. I thought I needed to be and who I was actually becoming and embracing. Yeah, totally. So one thing I wanted to add to what you were saying about the big picture versus like the decisions that we make every day mm-hmm. is that's kind of how I view it. Like, I think that we believe we're so capable and so good at seeing like this big picture of what we want our lives to look like. Yep. But the, but then when we go to the day-to-day decision-making, all of a sudden we panic because we we're taking ourselves out of like this big picture. But I think we have to remember that it is all the little tiny decisions that we make every single day that create the big picture. So it's really important for us to get out of that big picture mindset sometimes. And then also just trust, if you can trust yourself to create a visual or an image of what you actually kind of want your life to look like, but it's actually what you're saying is how you want it to feel. Yes. If you, and if you can do that, you can trust yourself to make decisions every single day that feel right, that mm-hmm. feel good, that even if they don't feel easy, they feel right. So, so just learning how to really trust yourself. And I think that the more that we ask ourselves the questions, like, does this feel right? Does this yep. feel good? Is this the direction I want to go? Is this, what am I holding on to that I'm unwilling to let go of? Like all of those things. If we're continually asking ourselves that question, I think that's where we can really truly live like from a place of happiness and joy and fulfillment and connection. Yep. Because so to answer your question, no, it hasn't always looked like this. And I think that lack of connection was uh, probably the, the, the biggest struggle that I have faced uh, being an entrepreneur and kind of running my businesses. And my husband is like, I have to say, I think he's um, like, uh, what's I, love the, I, you smile. I love I guess, how you smile. I love how you smile. Oh, if you guys, you guys are, if you guys aren't watching this, like just that glow, oh. like when you, I could see you like well, picturing him and like, oh. yeah, I was, I'm like laughing. Cause I'm like, sometimes like, is this horrible to be married to me? But I think he's an exception, <laughs> not really, but I think he's an exception to the rule, uh, exception to, to many of, he has never been one to like question, um, yeah. my desires or question me like going and doing and trying new things and me like still being a human outside of a wife and a mother. And I think part of that is like, we dated for a long time. So he really did understand like my true character mm-hmm. and nature. Um, his mom also worked outside the home and we're in Utah. And, um, when I was younger, I mean, the majority of my friends and neighbors and like the mothers were home and they were not like, they were cooking dinner. They were having it on the table at five. They were, and, and, and his mom did have dinner on the table at five, you know, but she also like went to work. And so there was there, like his life experience, I think gave him a little bit of openness to what my roles would look like. His dad is also super hands-on with kids and with house chores and, you know, clean up and all of those things. And so I feel really, really lucky because I know that that's not always the case for people who yeah. are trying, who are, because in a way, in a, like as a woman, we sort of not fight like in an angry way, but we sort of have to um, really fight and make it a priority to continue to be a human outside of motherhood or outside yeah. of being a wife or a homemaker. And so like, it's been years of trying to figure out how I can include an and in there. Like I am a wife yeah. and I am Chelsea. I am a mom and I am a business owner and how it feels good and right to me and letting go of what I'm worrying that other people are thinking or believing or experiencing about me. So when, um, so I had my business running in my house for like 10, 12 years and, um, eventually I decided to take it outside of my house. And while I was in my house, there were like, I was able to have a nanny and, and help here. So they were kind of helping me keep up on the things and Mm -hmm. like with the children. And, and it was, it was like, I don't know, it's a little hard, but it's, 
also like that was the best use of my time and energy and money money in order to do what I was doing. Um, but when I took my business outside of my house, it also took me outside of my house. Mm-hmm. And I would say that was probably the hardest, the hardest time, the hardest transition. So working in the home as a mom and a wife sort of gave me an advantage to keeping kind of things intact. But I did notice that as I left the home, that was like a new experience. And I did feel like I was losing some connection with my house, with my children, with my husband. And it was really demanding of a lot more time than I had ever. Um, And when you're in the middle of a really hard struggle, sometimes it feels like permanent. And I'm just really grateful now to look back and understand that no situation is ever like a permanent one, that if we're unhappy, if we're disconnected, if we're not living in a way that is feeling good, that we can make new choices. And sometimes, and I'll still have little seasons where my work is demanding more time and energy and me outside of the home than I want. But now that I've gone through it, I can, I can say like, this feels bad. It feels uncomfortable. It is true for you that you like to have time at home and feel connected to the Mm -hmm. people that you love the most. This is just a little season. So like, take a deep breath. It's okay. You're going to, you're going to be okay because I know it's not permanent. Right. And so that's, I don't know, the the lack of connection and has, was like kind of one of the hardest things I think for when we were both going our own direction and there wasn't a lot of time for, cause I need to be touched. I need to be like talked to, I need to, you know, and so missing out on like that, I've, I've had to, I'm like, talk to me in the day, right? Like, can we have conversation in the day or just making intentional like touch time um, mm-hmm. at, at the night before going to bed or preserving some of my energy, like in my mind saying you only, everyone only has a hundred percent. And so you have to preserve, well, how much of that do you want to preserve um, for the time when you, when you get home? Right. So that Absolutely. was like, that was kind of something, another interesting part of that I was not expecting. Um, so I do a lot of coaching mm-hmm. and I coach women. And um, I think women are, you know, naturally better at conversation <laughs> in my experience. They're a little more open to like going deep and having these meaningful conversations and and all this. Uh, and I found myself like a few years into coaching and having these constant like deep meaningful, life-changing, expansive conversations. And then I would like look at my husband and there were parts of me that was like feeling guilty. Like, why am I not like, where, why are we not having these deep, meaningful Mm -hmm. conversations? Or like, like, don't you know about these? Or like asking why don't, why doesn't he want to know, like have these conversations with me? Why is he not coming to me to have these deep conversations when, I mean, obviously like my clients were paying me. So it was like, that was why we were having the, you know, it was like, that's what the whole, you know, purpose of the conversation was, but it did also show me like that I, that's important to me. Like I want to have deep, meaningful conversations mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to figure out how to create those has been kind of tricky. Yes. So while you were in this, you know, you were building up your, your, um, your business and you mentioned, you know, you know, going from in home to Mm -hmm. in the office, tell me about some of the hurdles you faced through that process. Uh, Yeah. Like with regards to being um, like, Mm -hmm. I love how you said I had to insert and I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Like, I love, I love that you inserted and to that. Like I am Although being a mom is such a huge blessing, being a wife is such a huge blessing. And so is being an entrepreneur. Like I can Mm -hmm. attach, I don't have to be attached to just one role because that's not what defines me. Right. Mm -hmm. But can you tell me some of like the hurdles or maybe even speed bumps? Because Mm -hmm. being a mom, being a wife and an entrepreneur, I know for me, at least it has been met with a lot of challenges. Yeah. Uh, the first experience that popped up in my mind when you asked me that question was, um, was like, it was actually Ryan's birthday and, um, gosh, I don't know, maybe my twins were 10 or 11 and there were deadlines at my work that needed to be done. And at that point I hadn't really hired, I had help, but I didn't have as much help as I needed. And so it would all fall back on me. Mm -hmm. And so I also like was in a place where I 
wasn't very good at saying no to people or or saying, I'm sorry, that's your deadline. This is kind of like what we're looking at. It was, I was still in a season of sacrificing myself in order yep. to keep, keep people happy. And so I have a screen printing company as well as coaching and all of that and my podcast. So I didn't, I don't think I said that, but so I was like, it's like physical labor at the shop when my workers, you know, they weren't working anymore, that their time was done and I still had deadlines and I would be forced to go there and do that work. Yeah. And um, so it was Ryan's birthday and I was just like feeling so sick about it. Cause I'm there making like these, uh, what felt like stupid t-shirts. Right. And my family's mm-hmm. all home and it's his birthday. And all of a sudden I get a text message and it's a picture of him with the kids. And, um, my twins had baked him a birthday cake. Oh my God. My heart like just stopped right now. And he's like holding the cake and they're all smiling. And, and, and the intention of the picture I think was to be like, look, how, like, Oh, they made me this a cake. Is so this, sweet. Was, this is so sweet. This mm-hmm. like, like, Oh, this is so fun. And look, we're so happy. And like, I want you to be a part of this. Like, I think that was the intention behind the photo, but I just remember when the picture came through and it makes me emotional now, but I remember it coming through and, and all I could think of was like all the things I wasn't in that moment. Right. Yeah. It was like, I'm not there. I didn't make the cake. I am like, I'm not happy. They're all happy. I'm not happy. They're, they're probably mad at me. They probably think I'm the worst. They're probably, so I'm making up. And you know, when you get in a bad thought, you just sort of spiral when, especially when you're already overwhelmed and emotional and tired. And so I just remember making up all of these things. Like I want to be happy about this and I hate this and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm sitting here now, like I could rewrite that story so easy and I could say, how beautiful is it that I raised these daughters that saw a need and said, guess what? We can bake a cake. We want dad to have a birthday cake today and we're going to make a birthday cake and like, oh, please show mom this Mm -hmm. birthday cake Mm -hmm. that we made for you. This is so fun. This is your birthday. And Ryan actually doesn't care that much about his birthday. Like I care about my birthday because I think it's fun to celebrate. And so I like to celebrate by get buying other people gifts for my birthday, or I like to you know <laughs> make it a big deal and I buy a new outfit and I make it this big deal. And so it's really easy in that moment when it's his birthday to remember how I feel about my birthday and assume that he's like so sad and so disappointed mm-hmm. and so whatever. And I can rewrite that story in my mind right now and say like, he was like really proud of me for being brave enough to like, you know, put myself out there in a way of building this business that has benefited my family significantly. Like yeah. he, he felt bad that I couldn't be there, but he also understood he wanted to, me to feel like I was a part of it. So he sent this picture, like, look how fun this is, you know, like, and, and so there's that also an and in there because there's probably truths all over the place. And my goal is always to raise children that are capable and that see a need and, and want to feel it and that are good at, you know, learning how to do things on their own. And so there's a lot of beauty in in like the independence that they had while mm-hmm. I was doing both. Um, but also like, it's really easy as women, I think too, to tap into that like pain of the places where we weren't or the things yeah. that we didn't do. And I just want to encourage anyone listening that like, I don't, I don't think we have to do that. Like, I think if we want to change the situation, then we can make new choices. Um, and that's what I, you know, ended up doing. Cause I was like, I was like, this is not working for me. Like this is, and it's not what I ever wanted. I didn't ever want to work 16 hour days. That's not what I set out to do, but the situations around the business kind of forced me into that for a little bit. And so once I got brave and started hiring employees and doing all those things, then it made my life a lot better. And I have to just not stay in that like suck of this feels Mm -hmm. bad and I'm bad and this is horrible and they're going to hate me and they're going to resent me. And I can say to them like that season was really hard. And I might not have been like the most present mother. I want you to know that I was thinking about you, Ryan. I'm sorry that I wasn't making dinner every night. My desire was not to like not love and serve you and give you all the things that you need. I was really like supporting our family in a different way. And, and, and he has those same experiences, you know, there's late nights for him. And so just, I think also the permission of being really open and honest about your feelings and, yeah. and, and giving them a chance to say how they feel. And that's, you know, it's been eight years since that happened. And so things are a lot different, but 
but it can still come up, you know? Absolutely. I mean, as you were sharing that story, I'm like, it, it, there were times when that's also been on the other end, you know, I thought about like work trips, you Mm -hmm. know, and my husband's taking them, you know, again, sharing the picture just so I can be a part of the experience, but like feeling all of the feelings, feeling Mm -hmm. guilty, feeling ashamed, you know, um, feeling as if why can't I, you know, Mm -hmm. be at every single event and, you know, pursue my dreams. Right. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple sessions. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. And so as you were kind of, you know, going through that chapter in your life, most of us entrepreneurs, it's you know, we have all of these huge dreams and all of these huge goals. Not a lot of people understand them. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of even women that understand them. And so at times it can be extremely lonely. And I appreciate you mentioning, you know, your husband grew up and, you know, you know, mom had dinner by five and dad, you know, there was these dynamics happening and that's not necessarily what it looks like, especially you know, maybe in our homes all of the time, you know, and there are sacrifices that are made for, you know, on, on both ends. Mm-hmm. What would you say um, maybe that you had endured in the beginning um, with regards to feeling lonely or alone or not mm-hmm. feeling necessarily understood? Yeah, totally. Um, I remember having a conversation one night, I was in the tub and Ryan came in and I was just in tears. And I was like, like all by myself. Yeah. I'm like, I feel so like alone. I feel like my friends are asking me, why don't you just come to lunch? Why don't you just like, yeah. who cares? Call, like, da, 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 da. like, what do you, why do you do this? Why do you care about this? Why do you like, and at that point when your life is really hard, it's really easy to ask yourself the same question. Like, why, <laughs> why, why, why I do know. I care about this actually? Why do I care about this? And I, <laughs> I, you know, there was a part of me that would have like the little tantrum that I would be like, all I wanted was to go to Old Navy and buy my twins a teacher and not have to even tell anyone why or <laughs> how much money it was. Or I didn't even, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. because in the beginning, you don't really know what, why you're doing what you're doing. Right. It's like, I, I, I knew the right answers. And that's one thing that I've always been re- like really blessed with is a, a, a really solid internal guide that, that I can trust what feels right to me. And, but then when you, you make the decision and all of a sudden you're in this decision and and it's really hard, you're like, but why? Yes. Why? But why, you know? And so when I was feeling that like disconnect from everyone, I noticed that, you know, my interaction with my clients was through email. I noticed that I was texting my friends. I noticed that Ryan and I weren't really talking throughout the day. I noticed that I was so tired at night that I was just kind of like, everyone go to bed, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was also isolating myself in ways because I was so tired, so overwhelmed, so busy. But then I was like, okay, if if connection and feeling alone is the the problem that I'm having right now, how can I be more connected? Number one, I got to be more connected to myself. So yeah. what does that look like? And and do I need to sleep a little bit more? Do I need more food? Do I need to eat better food? Do I need to like what do I need for myself? And then it was could I get on the phone and actually have a conversation with my friend or my clients? 
could I actually make time to talk to Ryan throughout the day, even if it's, you know, a small, short conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, and I would also be stuck on that spiral of like, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good mom. Like, and then finally my friend Jamie asked me like, what is a good mom? Like, what is a good mom? And the, the problem with most of us is that we chase these things that we don't actually even have a clear definition on. And so it's impossible for us to ever feel like we are if we haven't defined to us personally what that means. And so I was like, okay, what's a good mom? And I decided in one moment that a good mom to me would be someone who like wants to know and understand their children. So I could ask my kids and find out one new thing about them every single day, whether it was what they ate for lunch, who Mm -hmm. they played with at recess, what they learned in school, what, like why they're sad, why they put something in there, hung something on their room. What's their favorite color? Like any, like it didn't have to be anything, but, but I could answer the question, like, am I a good mom to myself? Yeah. Because because I decided to define it in a way. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so just making those conscious decisions, um, like to act and connect in different ways really healed a lot of that for that loneliness for me. And and I still feel that from time to time. I've since really like, I remember when I hired my, I almost said fired, but I never fired him. But (laughs) when I hired my first business coach, I like all of a sudden we started talking and I felt completely safe to just open up and say everything I ever wanted to say. And I was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't think I'm crazy. Like he doesn't, he actually gets it. And up until that point, I didn't even know that there was such thing, you know, and I'm sure that people feel like that in therapy. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you get it. Like I'm, it's safe for me to say all these things. (laughs) Right. So, and so like having that conversation and then, um, so hiring a coach and then getting into coaching and, and all of those things that kind of really put me in the room with all these people who really did understand. And I think that's one of the most important things is that actually not putting expectation on maybe your family or your friends to understand, but to take the responsibility into your hands of connecting with like-minded people who also understand. So there's not the resentment that, that there's like towards your, you know, like, why don't you get this? Why can't you understand? I could spend a lot of time feeling like that towards my husband if I wanted to, because he is the consistent, he doesn't, he wants to go to the same job and do the same thing every single day, knows exactly how much money he's going to make. He like, he loves that. That's like my worst nightmare. Right. Right. And so, so I could, I could be, spend my whole life being like, why don't you understand me? Why don't you live like me? Why don't you ask me about all these things? Or I could choose to have a close, you know, group of friends who are also entrepreneurs, who are also moms, who are also, and so they are the people that we dream with, that we talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. our passions and, and strategy and all of those things. And, and that has made such a big, big difference in my life. Uh, Well, kind of like what you just said, there can't be that expectation on our partners to go ahead and know and embrace everything that we do. It's not that it's, you know, a thousand percent impossible. It's just, it's kind of like foreign territory, you know, and I appreciate you saying that, you know, being, being willing to refrain from judgment, like this is what his piece is. This is what Mm -hmm. excites him. It might not be the same for us. I remember for Willie and I, for a long time, I was very, very much stuck in like, really? you know, you want to like go to work and, you know, you want to like, you know, you, you want to have like somebody above you, like mm-hmm. why, why, why? I, I didn't understand it. And for me, it was like trying to force this change. So he would be an entrepreneur and he would do all these mm-hmm. things. And I had no idea that what I was actually doing, what I was actually doing is positioning myself as more superior than him. And here are the reasons why I'm, you know, I'm more worthy. Had no clue that that's what I was doing, but in so many ways, hell yes. I I was saying that over and over again, you know, and also I was also communicating to him, you're not enough. You're Mm -hmm. not enough until you're not enough. And you know, when, until you do this and, you know, surrounding yourself with other women that are like-minded because 
our stories aren't necessarily going to relate to maybe a mom who's at home, you know, with her kids. It's not that anybody is better, but it's just Mm -hmm. completely different mindsets, right? Completely different mindsets, completely different um, goals, right? So to speak. What would you say was your biggest turnaround for you? Like in literally accepting and taking like, taking all of this in? Um, I think that, like I mentioned the connection part where I realized how disconnected I was. Um, I think a lot of that, that? um, I actually, this is so simple, but I heard of like Tony Robbins, like his, the core human needs, Mm. it was just this, this simple idea. And I was like, Oh, we all have core human needs. What, like, tell <laughs> tell me more. Like, what is this? And and so I was like reading about it, and you know, it, it's basically the the all the ideas we have, all of them, but we prioritize them differently as individuals. And so I was like really thinking about it, and I'm looking about it, and I'm like, what's the most important thing to me? And then I was like, connection. I'm like, and I feel like crap, and I feel sad, and I I feel like you know. And, and I was like, oh, that's so interesting, like connection. That's so, and I was at that point, I was truly disconnected from myself as well. Yes. And so, so I think that that's, that is like getting to know myself and to really see all the good and the bad and and not even the bad, but you know, the, the parts that I really wanted to work on, the things that I hadn't accepted yet, or the things I was trying to hide from myself so that I didn't yeah. believe that they existed, um, or even just allowing my kids or Ryan to see all the parts of me that like, I really loved what I did, but it was also really hard. And I wanted, I wanted it to be different and it was the same right now, but I'm, I'm working through it and like being open about the conversation, um, and being willing to like do the hard work and have the hard conversations to be able to stick to what felt right for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I remember one day I was working and my, I, my, at the time she was like five and she was my, I was in my office working at home and my twins were outside with her and in, in the family room. And she, she said, I thought mom worked from home so she could spend time with her kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the, and the twins, thank goodness they were on my team at that point. They were like, well, well, yeah, Ella, like she does because she's like here and, and we can be here. And she's like, well, then why is she in there working? You know, she was just like so yeah. bold and so direct. And, <laughs> and they were like, well, you know, if she wasn't here working and she was working somewhere else, then maybe we would go to like a, a babysitter's house or, but now we get to be here. So if she, we need her, she's here, but she's still working because she still has her job and she's still, and they were like so sweet and so good to talk to her about it. And, you know, it's really easy when you feel attacked even by a five-year-old. And I remember texting Ryan in that moment. I'm like, are you harassed by your five-year-old? Yeah. Like, are, are you yeah. being tortured by your five-year-old for having a job or for yeah. doing any of these things? Like, are you, you know? And, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it's okay. Like you could talk to her and it's really easy to be, want to like react to those, you know, things. But I think the most important thing that we can do, whether it's with our spouse or with a friend or with our children is to validate their feelings. Like, Hey, I'm so sorry that it doesn't feel like to you that me being home is, is like an opportunity for us to spend time together. Like, is it true that I can't spend all my time just out here playing? Yeah, that's true because I have responsibilities and, and you're going to grow up one day and you'll have responsibilities and maybe they'll look like mine and maybe they won't, they might be different and that's okay. But like, if you need me, what I want you to know is that I'm right here. Mm-hmm. that if you need me, I will drop everything and I will come that moment. And and yeah. if you say that, then you have to do that, right? Like yeah. that was the other thing was like following through with like, I have to work until this time and then I'm going to be available to you or I'm available to you now. Like what can we do together? So being intentional with that, but I think not because when we're offended, then all of a sudden we want to be like, you little brat, like I, you know, do you even know all the things what that I you do. enjoy mm-hmm. for your life because of this? But like, that doesn't help them because no, they don't get it. Yeah. They don't. And, and they don't our, care. They don't no, care. Yeah. It's not their, it's not their job to care, right? No, like, it, it, yeah. It's not their job to care. And the worst thing that we can do is not hear them and not let them feel safe to voice their concern or their, their frustration or their feelings, because, because we can't move through it if they're not willing to even say it out loud. 
And that's true for my husband. That's true for my kids. It's like, if they feel unsafe or like, it's not allowed for them to say, Hey, like this feels like a little off. Like you, you're, you've kind of been gone a lot or, you know, I'm I'm missing you. And if if they can't say that, then we can't fix it. Mm -mm. Now, does that mean it's all true on their side or all true on our side? No, but we can find what is going to work for us moving forward. If we're having those conversations. Absolutely. I guess the answer is like openness, being willing to change, see what you like want and need and 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 also ask for feedback. Like yeah. involve them in the conversation, ask them how they're feeling, ask them mm-hmm. what's working, what's not working and thank them, like thank them for uh a- allowing you to you know, chase your dreams, allowing them, uh, you to like supporting you, even if you don't understand, thank you for, for allowing me to like go after this thing that feels important. E- like it means even more because I know you don't understand fully. Yeah. It means even more that you're willing to support me even when you don't understand. Absolutely. One thing that we, I want to make sure I'm, I'm cautious of your time, but like one thing that I think a lot of us get wrapped up in is it does expose an insecurity. It automatically, I mean, when you said, you know, oh yeah, mom's working, weren't you supposed to, you know, you working from home, aren't you supposed to be spending more time with us? Like, oh my, I have heard that from my kids, you know? Um, And it's, it does, it exposes, you know, an existing insecurity in us. And I think a lot of us get so caught up. I know I have, get so caught up in hiding from it, you know, Mm -hmm. and believing the lie we tell ourselves well you know they're young right now it doesn't impact them that much and you know she's just saying that because she's mad because I'm not out there you know interfering with you know or um, I'm not out there because they're got in a fight or they're arguing over whatever like we do go into and I'll say it I have in the past gone into believing the lie you know she's saying that but she's just saying that because I wouldn't give her a candy or I wouldn't Mm. agree to give her a snack like but the reality is that is their truth. Mm-hmm. That is a thousand percent their truth. And if yeah. they're, they are saying these things out loud, being very hyper aware of what that does for us and what insecurity exposes, it exposes for us so that we can actually work on the insecurity. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, that kind of speaks to you as a mom, your daughter was able to have an honest conversation with you because she trusted that you would be able to receive it and you would be able to nurture her, mm-hmm. you know, and we can definitely rewrite where and, and challenge any thoughts that come up mm-hmm. that say something negative, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, being able to embrace all of it, all of it. Yeah. Well, and I kind of picture sometimes when when kids are or like we even do this as adults, but when we like say something, we're almost like asking a question. Like yeah. we make we make a statement, but it's really a question. Like, hey, are you are you actually here? Like, are you available to me? Are, yeah. Like, do you know I'm here? Do you care if I'm here? Mm-hmm. And if you can retrain, like, rewire your brain to think when they are making a statement, like, you know, spend time with her kids. Yeah what she was saying, she was really asking that question. Like, are you here? Like, do you see me? Like, am, are you available for me? And so when you can think of it like that and thank goodness for some, by some miracle, like I I hadn't done this type of work yet to understand that fully, but I was able to like humbly approach this situation. Um, but, but reach like thinking of it like that, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I I know you made this statement because these are your questions. So let's like talk about these questions and that softens all of our hearts, you know? Absolutely. Primarily ours Mm -hmm. so that we don't walk into resentment and Mm -hmm. disconnect from our kids. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love that. What is one piece of advice you would give to the high achieving mom? Mm. I think bringing your, like bringing your vision and and your journey, your experience, your thoughts and your feelings, like bring your family into that with you. Um, I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do for them because even if they don't understand it all in the moment, um, like they know that you, you matter to yourself Mm -hmm. and they also know that you value their opinions or their thoughts or feelings. And when we show up and we say, like, this is important to me, this is something I really care about, this is something that is worth working for and towards, then what it's also telling them is that it's okay for you to have things that you care about. 
it's actually beautiful to want to work towards something. This is amazing that you believe in yourself. This is, you know, and so like, what an incredible example. But if we just like want to hide from like hide all the things that we're doing, because if they don't see it, then maybe they just think that we're their mom. Hiding it doesn't do any, any good for anyone because it leaves a lot of question marks for them of like where we are, why we're doing it, what we're doing. We're just like absent, right? But if they are a part of it in ways that they can understand, then they, they can take that as a valuable life lesson for themselves. And, and they're going to celebrate with you and they're going to ask more questions about what you Mm -hmm. do. And they're going to think it's really cool. And they might still hate some parts of it and they might still be annoyed and they might still be all those things, but at at least there's not a big empty box question mark of like, where's my mom? What is she doing? What, or, or where's my wife? Why is this important to her? But like bringing them into the experience with you is like one of the most beautiful gifts you can give everyone. Absolutely. I love that. So last question, how can we find you? So for those of us that are like, oh my gosh, Chelsea, you're totally (laughs) speaking to me. How can we find you? You're so nice. Well, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. It's Chelsea Christensen and ChelseaChristensen.com. I have a podcast called The Dance of Growth. And really my goal is always just to help women let go of the fear and the overwhelm so they truly can step into like the power of their purpose and the work that they do here. So come follow, come, come hang out with me. I can't wait <laughs> to get amazing. to know you. Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success, but it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, 
listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.